Hey friends, and welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food in their bodies, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. I'm your host, Katie Pijanowski, a health and mindset coach, intuitive eating and health at every size advocate, nap queen, and bookworm. Join me each week for empowering conversations, stories, and actual steps to help you master your mindset and drop the obsession around food and your body so you can love the skin you're in. I can't wait to guide you towards unlocking your highest potential. And that journey starts right now. Let's jump in. Hello, hello, my friends. I am just super jazzed up today. Actually, as I'm recording this episode, it is currently New Year's Eve 2019. 2020 is literally hours away. It's craziness. And I actually just got back not too long ago from doing a F45 fitness class with my boyfriend. He invited me yesterday to go do this class at noon. And since I'm off today, since New Year's Eve, and shout out to my boss for giving me the whole day off. I was only supposed to have half a day. So shout out to her. Feeling super grateful for this day. Um, Chris and I went to F45 for the first time and it was super cool. As someone who's been a boot camp instructor for Camp Gladiator for two years, this was, you know, brought me back to doing the boot camp style of workout. It was really great. We got to move into different stations and it was just really great. It was straight to the point, quick, fast, fun, easy. Um, not easy. It was difficult. It was definitely difficult, um, but it was great. I loved it. And I just always have so much inspiration after I work out. So that's why I'm coming you, to you right now after I've got my workout in, got my shower in, feeling good. And today I want to talk to you about Mindset Mastery 101. And this is something I call the Mindset Mastery Model. And if you're actually listening to this as you're sitting down or you have a pen available, I highly recommend taking notes in this episode and writing out the model I'm going to share with you. Because this Knowing this model and understanding it and applying it to your life is going to be the most transformational thing you can do for yourself. And especially now that we're, as you listen to this, it's going to be a, maybe a month into the new year and you might start to recognize that maybe you've set these goals and you're not achieving them and you're like, what the hell? What gives? Um, this episode is for you. This is going to teach you how to master your mindset and understand that process so that you can actually make incredible changes, okay? So before I go into this mindset mastery model, I do have to give credit to the coach that I learned this from, which is Brooke Castillo. She runs the Life Coach School. She is an incredible entrepreneur and just businesswoman and leader. I've listened to her podcast, The Life Coach School, for years. And she's the one who taught me this system that made it so easy to understand the process of how our minds work and how habit change works. And so I'll be bringing in that model I've learned from her and just showing you how I've been able to apply it to my life in my own unique way and help myself and help my clients have incredible transformations with how they're experiencing just getting more out of life and really actually achieving their goals instead of self-sabotaging and understanding why exactly that's happening, okay? So like I said, if you're sitting down, if you can write this out, if you're driving, take mental notes. We're going to first talk about what exactly this mindset mastery model looks like. So at the top of the page, you can just write circumstances, okay? So circumstances, 
are anything that's happening in your environment. These are things you can't control. So if your spouse or a friend or someone says something negative to you or whatever, that's something you cannot control, okay? Whoever's elected president that year, if someone pulls out in front of you on the expressway, things you cannot control, okay? So this is our circumstance line. And this is where a lot of us can get hung up and become very reactionary in our life if we're not, if we're not able to understand this model and we're going to get through all of it. But if we're constantly living in reaction mode and we have something happen to us, like someone pulls out in front of us on the expressway and we're immediately triggered by that, we're immediately in this new emotional state and we're yelling, we're angry, and now we've carried this feeling on sometimes for you know, minutes, hours, days even, and allowed ourselves to be controlled by that circumstance that we couldn't control in the first place. People pull out in front of you on expressways sometimes. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. But how you react to it is your choice. And knowing this is going to be so empowering for you taking back control over your entire life, okay? So bear with me if this is new information for you. I know that you're going to be a little resistant to this at first. But once we go through all of this and you start to actually apply this to your life, you're going to see just how powerful this is and just how much you can take back control in your own life. It's going to be so cool, okay? So we understand circumstances. This is at the top of the model. And these are things you cannot control, things that are happening in the world. Then below circumstances, we are going to write thoughts. So thoughts include also beliefs and our identity. So thoughts thought on, that we think on repeat, excuse me, those become our beliefs. So if you think a thought very often, it gets ingrained into our unconscious as a belief system. It's now running unconsciously. We don't have to think about it. We just operate from that view, okay? We'll talk in different episodes more about beliefs and identity and unraveling all of that. But for now, just understand that thoughts are what's going on in your head, in between your ears, the self-talk that you have, the all of those things, okay? So we understand thoughts. Now, below thoughts, we're going to write feelings. So we all pretty much identify with what feelings are. You can feel angry, sad, joyful, you can feel tired whatever you're feeling, okay? And sometimes this is going to be a really great place for us to start because oftentimes we're not aware of what we're actually thinking about. But we can tell you how we feel when that person pulled out in front of us on the expressway. Let me tell you exactly how I feel. This is how I feel, you know? And from that place, you can then understand what you or someone else is actually thinking in their thought process, okay? So... Feelings are just your emotional state of your body, all right? So there's your feelings. And also, going back up to thoughts really quick, there's an important point I want to make about thoughts. Your thoughts do not define who you are. That's super important to understand. If you're taking notes, write that down. Your thoughts do not define who you are. Thoughts are just these fleeting things that come into our mind, and if we choose to latch on to them and give them meaning, that's where we now experience this feeling. So those thoughts are just things that are crossing our mind. Thoughts are coming up based on the experiences in the world and the conditioning that we've had from our past. Thoughts are coming up in our head and then we choose 
to latch on to whatever thought that is and give it meaning, which then brings feelings. And feelings are a super big, important driving force in our life. I like to call this like the compass and understanding that feelings are never good or bad. They're just feelings and understanding that they are a compass to redirect you towards what's really going on in your life. That can become a super powerful thing that you can understand. And again, we'll break that down further in maybe later episodes, but I want you to get the basics of what this mindset mastery model includes so that you can learn how to plug this into your life and understand what's going on and how to use this. Okay. So, so far we've got circumstances, we've got thoughts underneath that we've got feelings. Okay. So this is flowing through a system and this is happening like instantaneously almost. And every single day, this is happening in your life underneath feelings so you're feeling this emotional state and it's this driving force it's almost like this urge sometimes which then inspires action okay so underneath feelings we're going to talk about actions actions again you know pretty obviously is anything that you do in the world maybe you decide to go on a run maybe you decide to hit snooze five times this morning maybe you decide to go on to a workout class i don't know whatever you're deciding to do that's what's going on in this place. Okay, so actions. And we're going to come back and kind of go through some of these things. But the last part of the mindset mastery model is results. So the results that you're getting in your life. Are you binge eating? Are you um, reading every night before bed? Are you pressing snooze and not, you know, not waking up for work and being late to work? That's a result that you're creating. That is a result, okay? So as we are almost a month or maybe a month as you're listening to this episode into 2020, I want you to think back to those goals that you have. And what do we most often do when we're setting goals? Thinking back at this model, we want a result, right? That's where we set our goals at. My, my goal is to work out three times a week with weights, okay? That's a tangible goal that we can you know, measure, right? So you write, I want to work out three times this week with weights every week for 2020. That's my goal. That's the result that you want to create. So as you're writing the goals, you can plug that into the R line. That's what Brooke Castillo likes to to say with the mindset mastery model. She calls it the self-coaching model. I like to call it mindset mastery, but same thing. So in that R line, that results line, you put in, I want to work out three times a week with weights. Okay. So what most people do to achieve these goals is they're like, what do I have to do? So they go out to actions and they're like, okay, I have to do this. I have to set my alarm at this time. I have to, you know, sacrifice and, you know, eat better and do all these things. Do, 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 do all these things. Right. Well then that's great. But what most likely happens and what's maybe happening now is you've done all those things, but then life happens. Things pop up, you get sick, maybe you have kids and something happens, or you're just exhausted from work mentally or physically that day and you just need to sleep. Then what happens? We've created all these expectations of what this must look like and what I must do. And if I don't do these things, then that equals failure. And we're just doing all of these things. But then if we actually go up in the model and look at how are we feeling about those actions that we're doing. Say you said, I'm going to work out 
with weights three times every week, but you hate weightlifting. You hate it. Like literally dread it, would rather do anything else. So eventually, a few weeks into it, you find yourself snoozing a lot more. You find yourself finding excuses to not do that action. Because at the core, you're feeling that you don't want to do that thing. So it feels like a chore, right? Feels feels hard. And if you go if you go up, you can then understand what are the thoughts that you're thinking about weightlifting that's causing you to find excuses and be this person who's not committed to the goal you set out to do. And oftentimes what you'll find, and I found this in myself, so I'll use myself as an example, is that I don't believe that I can be the person who, or this was, you know, me three, four years ago when I wasn't working out consistently. I didn't believe that I was the committed person. I didn't believe I was a fit person. And from that place, that belief, which was a thought that I was just thinking repeatedly for most of my life, that I'm not fit, I'm not committed, I can't reach these goals, I can't, you know, when I was focusing on weight loss at one point in my life, which I don't anymore, I can't, I can't lose weight, whatever it is. I was living out of these beliefs, which were just repeated thoughts that I was thinking all the time which became my part of my identity almost. And because of those root feelings, which sometimes aren't even at the forefront of our logical mind where we're thinking about them all the time, because we've ingrained them into our unconscious, these feelings of, of just dread and like this is a chore and this is hard and this is, I'm struggling. All of these feelings have just started surfacing. We don't even know why they're surfacing. We just think, oh, well, I have to do more. I have to, you know, do more things or sacrifice more in that action line to get the result. But that's actually not the case. Because if we're consistently just trying to do more in that action line and not going up two steps to reframe our identities and our beliefs and our thoughts that we're saying, then we've got a problem. Because now we're operating out of this identity of, I am not a fit person. And out of that identity, you're not going to feel very motivated. You're not going to feel really great about lifting weights. So while the actions might align with the result for a little while, you will resort back to, I am not fit. Or, I am not committed. Whatever your identity is, it doesn't matter. That's why... This model is so important. When I learned this and when I actually started writing this out, so I would actually write down, I would write down C, then under it T, then under F, then under it A, and then under that R, right? So I'd write it in a line and I would take, what am I feeling? You can start this wherever, okay? You can start this in the circumstance line and say, you know, Julie called me a bitch, Like, then you're, like, thinking thoughts about that. Oh, my gosh, you shouldn't have said that. That's so rude. Um, Or maybe you're thinking, oh, she's right. Like, I am a bitch. Like, am I a bitch? And you're, like, thinking all these thoughts, right? Like, usually one thought leads to another, and it's like a domino effect. So if we choose a negative thought to start, it's probably going to domino into, you know, 50 to 100 others. Okay? So what results as a feeling when we're thinking those thoughts that I'm... Maybe I am a bitch and or she's a bitch or whatever. You're probably thinking, you're probably feeling pretty angry, pretty frustrated, um, not great. And as a result of that, maybe you start fighting back with her. Like 
start saying other nasty things as a result. And again, you know, that action of then you saying something else results in, you know, not a good relationship with this, this person. Okay, so what if we take the same circumstance? Julie calls me a bitch. And I don't know this Julie person, I'm just using a name. And what if we decide, oh, like I'm thinking to myself, Julie says, hey, you're, you're being a bitch. And I say to myself, hmm, that's interesting that she thinks I'm being a bitch right now. Hmm, I wonder what she could be feeling, what she's going through right now. And sometimes, I, you know, I'll take a look at it and be like, hmm, is this something I, I could improve upon? But a lot of times what I respond to myself when there's something negative in my circumstance line that's happening or being said to me, I, a lot of times my thought process now says, hmm, that's interesting. And then because I've started my thought process with that and not allowed myself to react to whatever's happening, I can then logically stop and think through the process and know that maybe she didn't mean to say that. Maybe she was just trying to get my attention Maybe she's stressed and she just took it out on me. And I don't know her situation, you know, and I don't have to necessarily ask. But I can understand from my level because, again, circumstances are not controlled by you. You get to control the rest of the model. Your thoughts, feelings, actions, and results that you create in your life are up to you. Your circumstance line is not. It's just things that are going to happen in the world. And that's okay. We can accept that. But if that same situation happens and I decide to think, oh, maybe she is stressed and she didn't mean to say that and I wonder how I can, how I can better serve her, you're going to feel just a lot calmer. You're going to feel more perspective, just a little happier in that situation. And maybe as an action, you, if she's a friend of yours, say, hey, what's really going on? Or is there another way I can support you? Or I didn't mean to upset you. And you're saying those things, right? And as a result, maybe Julie calms down. Or maybe just as a result for yourself, you just feel better about the situation. You're not no longer emotionally triggered by it. That's just one example. And you can literally plug in any single part of this model in. You can start in the result line and work backwards. You can start in the circumstance line and go through how that made you feel. And then... Write another mindset mastery model next to it and say, how do I want to feel in this situation? And when I first started doing this, I was like, well, I want to feel mad and sad and, you know, that was rude. She shouldn't have done that. But I also want to be take ownership of my emotional state and understand that I don't want to feel like crap and I don't want to feel angry and I don't want to hold resentment and I don't want to hold on to anxiety. Any of these feelings are not good feelings. They don't bring on um, good actions and they don't inspire good results. And I don't want that in my life and I don't want that for your life. So I'd write another model, same circumstance. How do I want to feel about this? So I'd write that in. I want to feel happy. I want to feel calm. I want to feel joyful. What kind of thoughts would I have to think in order for myself to feel that way? And at first, when I was writing these out, I was like, Ugh, man, I was like resisting it. I was like, but, but I don't want to think this way. But if you're thinking crappy thoughts, it's impossible to feel good. So if you want to feel good, you have to change your thoughts. It's not just about pretending the 
pretending the feeling's not there and doing some other kind of action to distract yourself like I used to do, which was overeating, overexercising, um, taking a nap and pretending it's not there, um, being emotionally unavailable, like all these things that I was doing to divert my attention and my energy because I didn't want to deal with the real problem, which was going on inside of me. Those are kinds of things that I did to kind of buffer my experience. And most humans do that. It's not a problem. It's not something to be ashamed about. But I teach in my practice with Mind and Body Strong, with my one-on-one clients and my group coaching clients, is that we go into this new awareness of, oh my gosh, I've been talking so much crap about myself. Or, oh my gosh, I've been, you know, feeling so bad. And now I understand it's because of my thoughts. And it can be very easy for us to be like, oh man, I suck, like, you know, and going into that kind of process. But what I teach in my practice is that we want to go about this new awareness with curiosity. And what's amazing about curiosity is that there is no judgment in curiosity. We just say, hmm, that's interesting that I decided to eat this entire bag of pretzels. I wonder what else I could be restricting in my life or resisting. And it gives me an opportunity to ask myself, what is it that I actually need? Because it's not about the action of binge eating pretzels, which I used to do, among other things. It's about what am I, why am I doing this? Like, what am I hiding? What am I resisting? What am I restricting? And where can I show myself more grace? One thing I learned in my coaching practice um, when I was getting my certification that really stood out to me was sometimes it's not an overeating problem it's an under loving problem and if you're listening to this write that down if that's if you relate to food struggles like I did sometimes it's not an overeating problem it's an under loving problem think about that just digest that for a second when I heard that my mouth dropped open I was like these people know exactly my life. They're speaking exactly what's going on in my, my existence. <laughs> this is weird. But having this kind of knowledge now is so imperative for you to be able to own up to the things that you can control and create the experience that you want. Nobody wants to feel like shit or to feel tired or to feel angry and resentful. Nobody wants those feelings. But you get to choose. Every single day you get to choose. Every single day. And by saying this, all of this, I want to also keep in mind, and for you to keep in mind, that this doesn't mean that everything's always positive rainbows, butterflies all the time. That's not what this is about. And I actually did go through that in my life. Tried that. Doesn't work. You can't ignore all these feelings, suppress them, pretend they're not there. And because they will surface again, because going back through that mindset mastery model, those thoughts and beliefs and identities that I was still holding about myself were still there. So when I finally released on whatever I was doing all the time, like a diet program or a workout program, and I got to day 60, 90, whatever, and I stopped doing the things, I resorted back to my identity. And I had gotten so good at shutting off my feelings But feelings are actually our compass to be able to understand that 
to understand more about ourselves. It's an opportunity to heal. And this is beautiful when you can understand this process. And that's what's really been helping me and transforming every area of my life and helping other clients bring this awareness into their own life and be able to run their thoughts and actions and feelings and results they want in their life through this model and be able to understand that they have a choice. Every single day they have a choice. Every moment you have a choice to think something good, think something bad. And it's not necessarily about good or bad. That's kind of black and white thinking. But you get the point. If you want to feel good, think better thoughts. If you want a certain result, you have to be that person who would have that result already. You have to, it's not about just doing all the things. It's about being that person at your core. Because when all the actions stop and maybe you get sick and you can't do the certain things that you think you should do to get a result, that's where we kind of experience this self-sabotage going on, right? So I want you to use this model. I want you to actually write this down to, now that you have this awareness, like, this is, this is great. This is such an amazing time for you. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this little bit longer episode to really understand this process. And I want to let you know that I'm here to support you in any way that I can. This is definitely a process that takes time and a lot of love and a lot of encouragement and accountability. And so as your health and mindset coach, I am here for you. So if there's something you want to talk through, definitely hit me up on Instagram at Mind and Body Strong. Send me a message. We'll, we'd love to chat with you or just leave a review here on the podcast and I will definitely answer your questions on another episode. All right, you guys, I would love you so much. I hope that that was a super eye-opening experience and um, knowledge base for the mindset mastery model. Um, I This whole kind of thought process has really changed my life and allowed me to take ownership and control back in my life. And so it's been super, super amazing. And I hope that you find that it is too. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Wherever you're listening for, for this, know that I'm sending you so much love. I'll talk to you again on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening into the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. Before you go, could you do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes? This is how the podcast can be discovered by more people and impact even more lives. And don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories at Katie Pijanowski so I can see what you're listening into. I love you all so much and I'll catch you again on next week's episode.